Yo, what is up, Two Foot One fans? We are here. We are back with another episode. I am here. I am live from the pad. Um, tonight we have an exciting NBA, um, you know, quick rundown to get through tonight. We're going to talk about the Clippers losing to the New Orleans Pelicans, ruining Paul George's return. Going to talk about the Bulls falling again to the Bucks, even though Kobe White had a good game. Going to talk about the Suns defeating the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young's, uh, you know, amazing start to this NBA season. Then we're going to talk about the Miami Heat defeating the Cleveland Cavaliers, followed by the New York Knicks pulling out a shocker in the Garden versus the Mavericks in Porzingis' return, and the New Jersey Nets as they play um, the Denver Nuggets. This is another tough loss for the um, you know for the Nets tonight. But tonight I am joined on the Two for One show by a special guest by Pavi, as always, of Hoops and Brews. So I'm going to bring in Pavi in one second. Um, Pavi, make sure that your Skype is unmuted. Pavi, what is up? How you doing? Welcome to the Two for One show. We are here. We are live getting it in, about to talk some NBA action. How you feeling tonight? I'm fine. You know you said the New Jersey Nets, right? The New Jersey Nets, whatever. They might as well be the New Jersey Nets the way they've been playing. The way <coughs> continues to choke it up. Anyways, let's go ahead. Let's hop into the first um, amount of action for tonight's NBA lineup. We had the New Orleans Pelicans come out and defeat the L.A. Clippers in what was a shocker for the Clippers. Paul George made his return tonight. Kawhi Leonard did not play due to load management, a.k.a. rest, as well as Patrick Beverly didn't play due to, um, you know, um, left calf tightness, as it was reported. But Doc Rivers reportedly said before the game that it was a planned rest for Patrick Beverly anyways. Unfortunately, the Clippers have lost another game in which they've gone into the fourth quarter with a lead or with the game being close. Um, obviously, no Kawhi tonight. Paul George came out, played very, very well in his debut. He put up 33 points, 10 of 17 shooting from the field, 3 of 5 uh, from the three-point line, as well as 10 of 10 from the three-point line, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, Five turnovers, which is a little bit of rust that you would expect, as well as he had five turn. I'm um, sorry, I'm sorry, five personal fouls, um, which is you know obviously a part of rust. Um, tonight, Lou Williams also pitched in with 31. Montrez pitched in with 18, but the rest of the team really failed to give them what they needed, other than Rodney Magruder, who put up 20 tonight. Mo Harkless only had nine. Uh, Terrence Mann had five, and he was in the starting lineup. Jermichael Green two, Evisa Zubak six, Jerome Robinson three. Patrick Patterson, I'm sorry, Jerome Robinson, no points. Patrick Patterson, three points. Pavi, what are your thoughts on Paul George's return and your thoughts on the Clippers' uh, loss tonight? Um, how did you feel about it? I mean, obviously, the Clippers should have won the game. Um, it's the Pelicans. You should win that game. Also, the Pelicans putting up. Did the Pelicans have 70 points in, like, the first uh, half? Yeah, I don't think you have – hold on one second. I don't think you have the microphone piece of your headphones uh, by your ear. I think you have the other one. Can't hear you that well. Anyway, yeah, uh, there we go. Better. Much better, much much All better. Right. Yeah, um, I think they put up what seventy points in the uh, first half. That's kind of inexcusable for the Pelicans. I mean, I know that they're you know fast paced offense, but still seventy points for the Pelicans. I don't care who's on the court, the the, the court that shouldn't happen. Um, Paul George, shout out Cam. Cam was like, yeah, he a superstar for uh, three quarters. That's how it looked again tonight. Like for the first three quarters, he was going off. Like he was falling away the best player on the uh, court. Fourth quarter, come he get out by Drew Holiday. Um, and also, I think you just, but I think you kind of saw the value of like, you know, Kawhi being there because like PG is a guy that can allow, you know, Kawhi to get some rest throughout the game. And then for the last six minutes, that's when you would probably look for, look for Kawhi, you know, bring you home. Um, but 
like I said, it's a kind of an inexcusable loss. I'm not going to jump all over him for it. It's still, obviously, you know, a very, very young season. And it was just encouraging to see Paul George come back and basically look, look like he never got hurt for the most part. Like, he looked like the man ain't got hurt. Nah, the fourth quarter left a lot to be desired. But, you know, I mean, still, like I said, for three quarters, he looked like he never saw injury the way he was playing. Okay, well, you know, I'm not going to blame it on him in terms of um, him needing to be the guy for the fourth quarter. You know, the main reason why, uh, you know, they were talking about and the debate was on if he was going to play or not uh, was really due to his minutes management. Uh, And obviously, you know, um, with the minutes management thing that was going on with the team, I didn't expect him to really be in condition, um, you know, that well he hasn't. He said he hasn't played any real five-on-five basketball, you know, when we saw him, uh, you know, about a week ago or so, you know, when they were in L.A. before they went out for the road trip, said he hadn't played, like, real basketball since, like, April or May. So, obviously, I he's been out. So obviously he's been out for a while. Um, conditioning, to me, is was one of those things is why I believe he probably waned off toward the end of the um, game, as well as foul trouble. Um, I think, it, you know, obviously Kawhi being out there is going to help a lot with the foul troubles because he won't be, you know, kind of, you know, relied on to – be the main guy on defense but I do think that part of that rust that you know that we saw tonight in terms of the fourth quarter was just like he was in foul trouble and especially with the NBA nowadays anything you do can be an offensive foul or a regular foul we saw Patrick Pavley I mean you know I'm sorry we saw Patrick Beverly literally bump chest with Harden and they gave him his sixth foul to eject him from the game um you know the other night when they played the Rockets so I think that, you know, I am I was encouraged by the way PG looked because he still looks like Paul George, which is great, um, especially off the torn labrum coming back from that. But it was concerning to me for this team just because, I, you know, uh, Daniel, you know, has been going at it. You know, Daniel Belts, um, who runs the King Watch page, you know, for the Hoops and Brews brand stuff, has been going in all year on Lakers fans. Who are who are always talking to him about how he thinks that they're you know about how they think that he's too hard on them on the Lakers like oh well it was just versus this team you were and he's like no this is how we have to play in order to win rings if you don't know what if you don't know how we need to play in order to win rings and consistently win rings this is how we need to play every night we need to be out there killing them and the Pelicans were missing damn near their entire starting lineup tonight. With the exception of Favors and Drew Holiday, no Zoe, no Ingram, no Zion. You can't come out and lose like that. You can't come like they they gave up 97 points through three quarters to the Pelicans with no Zion, with no Ingram, with no, you know, any of that. I'm, I think they have to like kick it into another gear. I kind of feel like they think that they have the, you know, the entire season to like not necessarily to get everything, you know, kind of quote unquote figured out. Because obviously when they get to the playoffs, they're going to figure out some new things. But I also feel like everybody loves, you know, love to talk about the Warriors and their switch. Kawhi is a guy that I don't think has that switch in him that he's just going to be able to flip and instantly hit, especially with him being hobbled. PG is not clutch. He's, he's never been clutch to me. I'm not going to start acting like he clutched now because we cover the team. He ain't never been clutch. He's a great player. I love him to death. He's a, he's a hooper. Top five handles. Better than Scottie Pippen. But he's not clutch. So I think that they have to come out night in and night out and put – up work versus everybody everybody even the bucks i didn't like what i saw from the bucks tonight because it's like why are you even letting the bulls have a close game with with six minutes left with four minutes left with two minutes left annihilate the teams you're supposed to annihilate so that way when you do take the losses versus the teams like the rockets and stuff when you're trying to figure it out you're not really fighting yourself in the standards and now they're seven and five 
And to me, they still got a little bit of an uphill climb to get through because even with Kawhi, if he misses every back-to-back, I believe he's going to miss 13 total games this year, which yeah, means that that'll get yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it's total, that means you have 13 full games without Kawhi. We've seen Kawhi not in, what, three games? I think in every single one of those games, they've yeah. lost those games. So, uh, yeah, 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 I think they've yeah, lost yeah. every single game that he's been out. Jazz, the Bucks, and now this game. Yeah, yeah. So, they, they're like, I don't think that they can just kind of be like, oh, well, it's going to be magical. You got to be rolling on all cylinders, and I need them to – even the Raptors last year, they beat the teams that they were supposed to beat early on. So, even when he did have to load manage, we didn't really notice that he was gone. Like, even I remember when people talk about, you know, MVP for Kawhi, I'm like, nah, he's been low managing. And the team and the team is like 10-0 without him. This team ain't 10-0 without him. So they got to pick it up, you know, you know, pick up the pace. The defense is what worries me. The defense and the three-point shoot. Now shoot 32% from the three-point line this year. But I think that it's with bad. Paul George being back, I mean, even when I just look at some of the opportunities that he created today, I think that'll improve. Um, for one, I like the fact that they was using Paul George in the post. So that was something that we saw him working on um, in practice with um, Sam Cassell, especially shooting the exact same shots. And also, if you if you do utilize Paul George more in that lower post area, then you kind of ensure that him and PG don't dwell in the same realms on the court. Um, and I think that a lot of times you can, like, get uh, Paul George a mismatch. You're going to have to come double. I think that when you put Paul George back in the lineup, it'll free up some of the shooters. Um, Rodney McGruder finally had a good game. I think he was, what, like four out of six from three or something yep. like that? Hit 20. Um, he, uh, I believe he either tied or met his or beat, surpassed his career high with four three-pointers tonight. No, nah, I think that was his Clippers. career high for a quarter or something like that. For I think a quarter? It was career high, I, yeah, I, I think it was his career high for a quarter, I think. Okay. I think. <clears throat> Regardless, I, um, I think that with him coming back, whether again with uh, PG coming back, you'll see just shots become more open. I think. Um, I think Landry, excuse me, being out hurts. Because um, I was a guy who was looking for. Magruder tied his career high with four three pointers in the game. Okay, well, fair. Um, I think that Landry being out hurts because that's a guy I was looking for to get into a rhythm eventually because you're going to need Landry down the stretch. But at the same time, it does give his, his wrist at least a chance to heal. I mean, I know he's dealing with the ankle now, but at least like when he comes back, it won't be the wrist. That gets time to heal. You don't take any more bumps um, on that. But. Yeah, I mean, I thought the third quarter was fine. Like, actually, they gave up with, I think, 27 points. Like, the third quarter, that wasn't bad. Now, the fourth quarter, you said they had 90 through three quarters in the end of the game with, what, 136? And they had 97, I believe, through the first three quarters. Cause I, yeah, because they gave up 70 at halftime. That would be 27. And then, like, the final quarter, you give up what yes. you gave up in the third. At the end of the third quarter, the Clippers had 97. The New Orleans Pelicans had 96. So the yeah yeah so basically the the Clippers gave up uh, what thirty six points in the fourth quarter and they only scored thirty one I believe yeah yeah, yeah thirty one like like gave up thirty six scored thirty one yeah you shouldn't be giving up thirty six points to the Pelicans without Zion without Brandon Ingram without Lonzo without did Hart even play today I don't I don't think Hart played uh no Josh Hart no Josh Gray no Brandon Ingram no Jaleel Okafor no Lonzo Ball <coughs> no Zion Williamson Etwan Moore started Kenrick Williams who I had never heard of before today started Derek Favors uh, JJ Redick and Drew Holiday and Drew was cooking Lou Williams like Lou's plus minus for the game is terrible Lou I I love Lou but that's also why you need a guy like Kawhi out there so that Even we like had that an extra defender. Play, I think it was who hit the final. It was like Frank Jackson. Yeah, it's like it was. Who literally just ran past him like, bro, what are you? And he looked at Paul like, don't run up, bro, run like that's on you, bro. You literally just ran right past him, man, bro. That's on you. 
Um, yeah, he could have been better. One thing I did enjoy was Terrence Mann. I thought Terrence Mann at least showed that he belongs on the NBA court. When I watched him down, like, okay, you at least, but like, you know, you you like commit some fouls just because you aren't used to the game yet. But to me, he showed me that he belonged on the NBA court today, which I think is encouraging, especially with Landry being down. He's gonna have to get some time. He was pretty much running point guard. Honestly, every time he was in the game, he was a point guard. I mean, he started um, today at, at at point guard. Exactly. So that was one thing that 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 at the very least was kind of encouraging to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do think you know, kind of going forward, how do you think that the Clippers will number one manage Kawhi Leonard's um, low management as well as Paul George's low management as they move forward in the season? Do you think that that will become an issue for them, especially as as we just talked about? I mean, they haven't been winning any of these back. I mean, any of uh, you know, and, and, and the sucky part about it is that, I mean, you know, with the back to backs and the low management, usually you're gonna play one or two good teams within that thing. They tried to gamble because they thought, oh, we play Kawhi versus the Rockets, and then versus the Pelicans, we bring Paul George back because it'll, you know, you know, we won't necessarily gamble with the low management or bringing Paul George back to face James Harden. But then you come around, you know, the next day and you give a kind of what I thought was a lackluster effort defensively. I think that they have a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff to figure out. I still think that this is the best team in the NBA. But just because you're the best team doesn't mean that you're going to be the team that wins. You have to. Yeah, it all has to come together at the right time for this team. And I hope that they aren't. Being, I mean, but I mean, I mean, but even when we when we, when we talked to Doc last, he said, yeah. I'm still learning these guys. You know, like even now, you like see Mo Harkless getting a lot of playing time, you know, on down the stretch that he wasn't getting early in the season. So I think that everybody is learning everybody. Like, and, and I think one of, one of one of the biggest things that they're doing is learn how to talk. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the, what they're doing now, they're just not talking enough. Like even them on defense, you shouldn't be giving up. I think the reason they give up so many points because they just don't talk enough yet. Like, they, like even Doc said, they have a lot of guys who are just naturally quiet. So you so have to get those guys to talk. Like Mo, you say Mo doesn't talk too much. Uh, uh, Trez doesn't, doesn't talk too much. Like they have guys who again are naturally quiet. So you have to get those guys to talk. It's gonna take time. You gotta remember, it's still a pretty a, a kind of new team, honestly. Like yeah, you got some of your core guys. Yeah, they don't have time for that it's though, kind bro. Kind of a new team. They do have time, bro. I don't it's know like, if they have time. To for me, that. to me, bro, it's like it's like you the Clippers for one. You guys think if, if you get any matchup with the Lakers, home court advantage doesn't matter. Like, even, even if you're the home team, they're not going to be there for you. Now, granted, you don't want to get in a situation where you put yourself at, like, the, you know, the uh, seventh seed. But I can't imagine a team with Kawhi and Paul George would lose that many games. Like, if you're around fourth to fifth, I think you'll be fine. I honestly think you'll be fine. Uh, they better hope so because if they're around fourth to fifth, they can wind up playing anybody between the Lakers, the Rockets, the Nuggets, the Jazz, or the Suns, which obviously the Suns, the Suns, the T Wolves, and the Mavs won't you know won't present them with a problem as well as the Spurs or any other team in the West. But those other top four seeds in the West, I think on on any given night, um, including you know including the Jazz, who have shown you know I said they weren't going to make the playoffs. Um, you know I, they've won. As I've said before, and I've been tweeting a lot, I give the Jazz a lot of props because I thought that it would be a lot of games this year that they wouldn't win that that they have won. And a lot of that has been because Donovan Mitchell has been executing lately. And Mike Conley finally is starting to shoot a little bit Bogdanovich better. Bogdanovich, too. Bogdanovich, nice. yeah, I mean, Bogdanovich has been playing great. Bogdanovich has been the best player on the team, uh, uh, arguably, this year on both on both ends of the court. Uh, I mean, I mean, not obviously not. He's not a better defender than than Rudy Gobert, but I mean, all around game, he's arguably been the best player on that team. And he was the guy I thought needed to play well and needed to put up about twenty a night 
And he just takes those shots that they need when they need them. So I think the Clippers better not, you know, play with fire too much because they might, you know, mess around and get burned. Uh, and that's the one thing that you don't want to happen is wind up having a situation where you get a guy like Paul George in, not, in Kawhi and you lose not, in the first round or the second round. Because then that's going to really for them. Like, to me, the Clippers, the reason why I'm so critical of them this early on is because this team is championship or bust to me. There is no in-between. You either win the ring or it's a disappointment. It's kind of like the Sparks. I really feel like this team is kind of like the Sparks, but not in the same sense in terms of like the way it's built. But in terms of expectations because of the talent that you've accumulated on a team. Now, whether it all fits and whether it'll work out a long term, it remains to be seen. But they have I I just I just think that they I have to you, keep but, you know go full throttle. But go I ahead. I hear you, but I hear you, but for the play, I never see have a two to three year window. So even if you dig in it this year, I think that, you know, next year you have a shot and then like year after that would be the final year. Obviously PG has a opt out. I would think either PG contract ends and Kawhi could decide to opt out, or 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 it's like the other way around. So I think they have a two to three year window. Uh, um, but again, like I, I'm not too. The, the 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 thing that worries me most is probably maybe Kawhi's health. Like, is he gonna make it through a whole season again? Like, really, is he gonna make it through a whole season? Like, that's like that's the thing that worries me most. Like, is he gonna make it through a whole entire season? Even the fact that you didn't have a basically a summer really, like you what got done playing in June, you started back up again in October. You didn't really have a summer. You were coming off the quad. Now you got basically tendonitis in your knee because of the quad. Like this, this basically it's the uh, patella tendon. So if people don't know if you like touch your knee right now. Hold on, you breaking that, up. Like, you breaking up. Right, Hold on one second. That's your patella tendon. Repeat what you just said because you just so froze. Like tendonitis basically there. Hey, huh? You're freezing. So repeat oh. just what you said. Go ahead. Okay, so for okay, so for those that don't know what a what a patella tendon is, if you reach down and touch your knee right now, that ligament that's like right in the front where your kneecap is, like right below it, that's the patella tendon. Okay. Basically. So so you so that's the muscle that we're talking about. So I mean, you gotta wonder if he could last the whole season. But again, the thing that gave me, you know, hope was that the fact that, you know, even what I saw tonight, Paul Jordan is a guy that for three quarters can get you there. For like forty minutes, he can get you there, carry the load, and then Kawhi. I mean, you've seen him be able to have like moments in games in which he scored seventeen points in the fourth quarter, and you damn it didn't even notice he scored seventeen points. So that's what encourages me about this team. Like I'm not worried yet. Again, like it's it, it, it's it's only been twelve games. You got a whole bunch of um, new cast of guys. Uh, um, they've lost. They've had a very tough schedule on on, on top of that. They haven't had too many off nights, mm-hmm. really. And they haven't played too many teams where it's like, oh, yeah, we can chill today. Besides, like, the Pelicans, you would think that, that would, like, be a game. But I even think the Pelicans are a little bit better than what their record says. Oh, yeah, I think that they're way better. I thought I they would be a playoff team. Negative situations, I just think that sometimes they get in situations down the stretch and they have so many young guys that they just don't know how to close out games right. And also, they've been hurt. Holiday hasn't played. You see England's been in and out of the lineup. Laws have been, been in and out of the lineup. But what you saw tonight was they actually had a lot of veterans in the lineup. Like, they had Reddick out there. They had Holiday out there. They had Favors out there. So they didn't have some of those young guys out there that, that, you know, they would usually have out there that could, that, you know, may make a key mistake here and there. They had veterans out there. So, again, I'm not going to kill them for this loss. They shouldn't have lost the game. You should still beat the Pelicans. The Pelicans should not be scoring 70 points in the half. But I'm not going to kill him, and I'm just more so encouraged with the way Paul George played today outside of the fourth quarter 
because that first, like, I think he was even, I, I tweeted at the point in time, I think, I think in the third quarter, I think the only people who had pluses on, on the uh, team were Zubak was a plus four, Jerome Robinson was a plus four, and Paul George was a plus ten. Now, I don't know what they ended the game as. Probably went negative at some point in time, but throughout the third quarter, to me, I think Paul George and Zubak were the best players at least for about 36 minutes. Yeah, Zubak is going to eat. Quarter, whatever, whatever, whatever. My biggest problem with, um, um, you know, you know, with this team um, is Zubak needs to play more. I agree. I, I don't, like, I know why he falls in love with trainers, but I just think that, for one, Zubak is really good at moving his feet. I think Zubak also sets really good screens. And I think that Zubak is a little bit, he's a, he's a bigger body. Mm-hmm. So I think that, like, he's a little bit more imposing on the boards. Like, even if you look at his defensive rating, I think he's, like, top 20 in the league. Yeah. Like, he, to me, needs – I think he his needs – His PER is top 20 in the league. His PER, huh? his PER is top 20 in the league, like, like top 15 in just, the league. Like, I think he just needs to be out there, like, 20 minutes a game, bro, at least 20 minutes a game. That's going to force him to make like, a hard decision this summer, though. That, what's up? The same thing we're talking about is going to force the Clippers to make a hard decision this summer. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep Trez because I, 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 I don't know if they're going to be able to keep Trez. But one, I think that Trez, a team like Atlanta, I think a team like Atlanta could, who has money to give could afford to give Trez like $100 million. And if you're the Clippers, do you actually want to do that? Like there are some free agents in the market that you like a surge. You could go out and get a Mark Gasol. There will be some free agents in the market that you can get. For cheaper than that, yeah, and you still probably have a little bit of cap. I don't know how much cap room will be, uh, like a little bit of cap room that you can still go out and pay one of those guys eight million, ten million dollars to come in and play for you. Yeah, I agree. But let's go ahead. Let's hop into the next topic, the one that everybody has waited for. Melo, he's back. By the way, he's back. Way, I'm going to. Uh, I hope not to break shot. To a Portland game, by the way, I'm going to Portland. Going to a game, just so you can see my little brick shots. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a wasted trip. You want to see Melo clanking? That's not going in, Melo. That's not going in. Uh, but what are your reaction? Uh, I mean, what is your reaction to uh, one Carmelo Anthony signing with the Portland Trailblazers? Obviously, you and I have had conversations about. Um, this team, they're currently in a free fall right now in the standings, having lost uh, three, I'm sorry, having lost seven of their last ten. Um, they're currently four and eight. They're about, they're only two and a half games back of being in the play in the top eight seeds. They're, you know, currently this team right now is scoring 112 points a game and giving up 113.9. Unfortunately for them, I think that opponent point per game is going to go up with Melo. Um, and that's been their biggest problem. Before they played the Clippers last week, I was looking at one of the media guys that had the stats, and basically the Trailblazers have not won a game this year in which they've given up more than 100 points. That's a problem. Yeah, but I, yes, but also I think that's because, you know, CJ hasn't been shooting really well. Uh, like, I, I mean, you could argue, for the most part, Anthony Simon. Been I'm sorry, the they've, won, they've won three games when scoring over 100. But all the other games, they've given up 108, 113, 129, 127. They have a 127 to the Warriors, 107 to the Clippers, 119 to the Nets, 107 to the Kings, and 114 to the Raptors. It's a problem. Yeah. Um, but I think offensively, a lot of what the problem is, like, I think, I think for one, I, I said Dan's my sleeper for MVP. If the Blazers were good, he'd be a top five. MVP. Like, he's having the best season of his career by far. 
Yeah. Outside of the Raptors game last night, he got strapped up by the Raptors. Like, he got strapped up, but the Raptors been strapping up everybody. So, whatever. They strapped up Kawhi, strapped up LeBron. The Raptors been on the street. Outside of that, he's having the best season of his career by far. I think what you're seeing is a lot of it is CJ hasn't been holding his own. Um, and they could actually use some scoring help. Like, I think you had Zach Collins. You brought him in. You hope that, well, you started him. You hope that when you let Nino and you let Moe, you let these guys go, you hope that Zach could be a guy to come in and give you 14 points. That being said, Zach Collins is basically out for the whole season now. So now you thought you had size, and you thought you had a guy that you could play between the power forward and the center spot, at least until Nurk gets back, and now he's gone. I think that, honestly, Portland is a place that Melo should have been two, three years ago. Yeah, he didn't uh, want to go there, though. Dane Lillard yeah. said on Joe Budden podcast, he yeah, said, we tried to get him, he said he didn't want to come. That's his. That's Melo's yeah, fault. That's also why I've said a million times, I don't feel sorry for Melo for not having a job. That part of it is his fault. It is. I agree. If, they, if one of the best, if one of a, if a, if an arguable top ten, top fifteen player call you and you a guy that's on the outskirts of the league and he keep call, and he called you and said come join me and you didn't join him and now you out of the league, that's on you. So I'm glad he. I'm glad he I finally agree. woke up. But I'm happy Melo got a job. Uh, we'll see what he can do. I think he definitely can. I mean, I think at least for Portland, which he just really wants is like more scoring up. He'll probably start off, you know, on the bench. Might even stay on the bench, but I mean, you see, I, I mean, I, 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 I think he going to wind up starting in a couple games. Rodney Hood ain't the answer. No, no, no. I agree. Like, I, 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 I think he'll eventually wind up starting. But I think what you want Melo there is to like, you know, when CJ and Dane aren't on the floor, or at least when just one of them is on the floor, he gets angry at bench lineup. Like I saw Kent Bazemore way too many ball handling responsibilities. I'd rather Melo Iso over any Kent Bazemore play possible. I'd rather Melo Iso. I'm gonna keep a G with you here. Uh, Ten years ago, yeah. Past three I years still, ago. I still rather a mellow ISO in his area where he like what like what he does. If you can get him in the high post, like like we don't like we only talking about maybe eight possessions maximum a game where he's gonna get that. How many shots a game you think Mello takes? Twelve. Okay. That's good for him. That's 12, good for him. He was taking but, none. But I think he's taking none. He was taking but I think none. The main thing, but I think the main thing Melo has to be willing to do is be a willing screen setter. I think he has to be a willing screen setter for CJ and Dane. And if they can get that pick and pop game going, that could be something that could be, you know, nice for the Blazers for the season. I think the I think the Blazers in trouble then if 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 he gotta do that. And yo, look, I'm sorry, but I gotta I gotta show this to the rest of Twitter, bro. They put <laughs> did you see this picture of what they did to Mason Rudolph head? No. Gee, they put the dent in the man's head like they did the Photoshop and put a dent in the man's head. Hey, fans, look, y'all see that? That's hilarious, bro. That's absolutely hilarious, man. Um, but with that being said, do you think that that will allow the Blazers to be able to rebound on their season and be able to turn around and make the playoffs? Or do you think that I mean, it might still be too much of an uphill battle for them getting through this West without Nurk, without, um, you know, Zach Collins? Um, what do you think? I mean, coming up, they have the Spurs. That's you could probably win that game. The Rockets, that's probably a loss. Pelicans, you should win that. Blazers, that's probably a loss. But Middleton's hurt now, so who knows? Cavs, Bulls, those those are the next six games. Then after that, they got Clippers, Kings, Lakers, Thunder, Knicks, Nuggets, Suns, Warriors. Like it's not that terrible of a schedule coming up. But they definitely do need to start really putting together some wins. They got to shock a couple teams, maybe shock the Lakers, maybe shock, you know, the Nuggets, maybe shock the Bucks. But it's not too too late. Now, will they will they make the playoffs? I'm gonna say I'm gonna still put my money on yes. Uh huh. 
um, as long as nobody else gets 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 hurt. Because right now they 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 they're, they're looking really really thin, really really thin. Like, I feel like that's half the league right now. Huh? I feel like that's half the league right now. Yo, a lot of people are hurt, bro. Like, I, and I wonder, like, why? Like, is it the pace of the game? Is it you know people's diets? Is it the fact that they you know work out more during the summer? Like, what's the reasoning for that? No luckily, idea. Luckily, for the most part, I don't think it's been too many lower extremity injuries, and it hasn't been nothing extremely serious yet. Yeah, true. Like nobody has any like ligament tears out for the season. Besides, I mean, Zach Collins messed up his shoulder, yeah. but that's not a lower extremity something you think is like you know career threatening. Luckily. We haven't seen it in Like, you know, Eric Gordon got to get his knee cleaned up, and that's a procedure. I think uh, Middleton had, what, like a thigh contusion or something like yeah. that, a thigh bruise, something like that. Yeah. That, like, these don't seem to be career-threatening things. Maybe it's just, you know, pace things or, uh, uh, you know, training camp is shorter now. That could have something to do with it because training camp is shorter. Um, but, yeah, luckily it's been nothing serious. Unlike last year or like two years ago, I remember when Jeremy Lin went down like first game. I mean, Levert was like the foot was halfway off. Fact, like, you no mentioned country. Jeremy Lin is her first is hilarious, but I feel nah, no, nah, no. Nah, I remember it was like two games in, uh, um, into the season he tore his patella tendon, like two days into the season. So like, luckily you haven't seen any of that. Now we now now he does play in China. He's so a champion now, huh? He's a champion now. Where? Then oh, did, didn't he get yeah, a ring? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah, so shout out to the champion Jeremy Lin. Moving on, Bucks beat the Bulls. Um, Giannis played great today. You obviously, don't have to shave your head. Yes, I don't have to shave my head. Obviously, um, you know, no Middleton as you mentioned before. He's out with a thigh injury uh, for three to four weeks. Giannis played great again. Thirty-eight points, fifteen rebounds. Bledsoe put up thirty-one to end the game. He actually uh, hung off of the rim. Hung off. Of he, the rim. he dunked the ball. When it was like literally no seconds left, it hung off the uh, off the rim. Thad Young and the Bulls took exception to it, but honestly, it's the Bulls. Who cares? Take exception to it. Win a goddamn game, and then maybe you won't have to worry about people dunking on the rim at the end. Um, so, what do you? You know, I don't know if you you were, you know were able to catch any of this game no, or not. I didn't see this game. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't watch a second. Well, of yeah, game, I mean, you know, I mean, the Bucks won. They should have won. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Giannis was dominant. Giannis has been Giannis. Um, the thing that I like even, you know, more so about Giannis is just being able to, you know, kind of see um, just how his variety of so- uh, I'm sorry, of shot selection is starting to kind of grow. Um, like, even I've, you know, I've said, you know, I told you, I was like, I need him to take five threes a game. And he was like, five is too many. I'm like, nah, because I need them to respect him. And he's ta- and as far as I've been looking at him, he's been taking around five a game. I mean, uh, statistically, he's taking. Hold on, let me see. Let me give it his stats. My bad. Um, statistically, Giannis this year is taking. Oh, my bad. My bad. Sorry. Statistically, Giannis is taking three point nine uh, three pointers per game this year, um, which is one entire more. I'm sorry. Say that again. I said, I think I said I want him around three. Yeah, you I, said five. You I said, said five. He's taking around 3.9, which is one more than he's, um, you know, you know, taken last year. Um, it's the highest he's ever in his career by full, um, you know, three-pointer. But he is shooting so far, you know, with the exception of his first year, which obviously I don't really count that because we all knew he couldn't shoot back then. He's shooting the highest percentage from the three-point line that he has, you know, in his career 
at 30.8. I like it because it keeps them honest. Because even when you're looking at Giannis right now, currently he's only shooting a terrible 40, I'm sorry, 64.5% from the free throw line. Uh, but he's still taking 11 free throw attempts a game and he's averaging 29.7. Could you imagine if he was shooting 90? Could you imagine if he was shooting like hard from the free throw line? He'd be averaging as much as Harden right now. I mean, yeah, but you, it, it, you, it, it, yeah, but you can't have it all. I mean, hey, he can't shoot threes either. So, hey, but can't have it all, he's bro. coming. Only thing, only thing with Giannis, I, I know he's been handling the ball a little bit more because Brogdon is, isn't, you know, there. And even though he specifically told me that he's just making the right reads and playing within the offense and, do, and giving him what the dictate, I mean, sorry, what the, what the defense dictates, I do believe that he has been a little bit slightly careless with the ball this year. And I do think that even just kind of looking at his turnover numbers, you know, for the year, they reflected he's he's never had over four turnovers a game. And this year he's at 4.4. I do worry about that a little bit for them. Hopefully the Bucks can stay healthy. They're still one of those teams that I'm going to look, um, you know, for to be there near the end. But let's go ahead. Let's talk Suns. They beat the Heat. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Heat. They beat, they the, beat the Hawks. The they beat the Hawks. Ice traded gang. Trey Young. Um, came out, put up 21 points, 13 assists, but it wasn't enough. Kelly Oubre dropped a smooth 30 ball, and the, and the Suns, you know, rebound after I believe it was back-to-back losses. Uh, they took the loss versus the Lakers. Now they rebounded. They, you know, put a W up on the board tonight. Um, number one, uh, you know, I watched Steve uh, Nash's Knuckleheads podcast, which is very, very I love good. his Knuckleheads podcast. The very, second very on Harden almost made me cry. Thank you, Steve Nash. Yeah, no, no, he does do Thank a good job. Yeah, Steve yeah, Nash. he runs the offense very good. He does, he does, but he doesn't win. That's just the same criticism everybody had about Steve Nash in the same no, system. Steve and the Nash same criticism. You can't say it doesn't work. Like, it works. It doesn't work. And, and guess what? And, I will, and if Steve Nash sitting across from me, I would say, Steve Nash, how many rings you've seen win with that offense? It don't work. It don't it work. Does work. You just lost to an all-time great team. It's bro. a flash in the pan type of offense. You lost to a G, G. You, you can't say it's a flash in the pan. Flash it's in the pan. Consistent fifty-win seasons and got hard. Uh, uh, that's a Which offense are you talking about? He was talking about two different ones. He wasn't talking about ISO ball hard. He was talking about he was talking about Harden uh, first couple years in that Dan Tony system. No, no, not he ISO he was ball Harden. No, he wasn't. He was talking about ISO ball Harden. He was not he talking Harden about ISO yes, ball. Yes, he was. Harden. He was talking about Harden does a great job with the like like he was like you 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 think it's easy, but but for somebody to handle the ball that much means you have to make great decisions. They took that team. They were this close to beating that team, and they just lost to an all-time great team. It works, bro. You just lost one of the that best teams ever. Don't, no shame. That system don't work. And Steve Nash and keep preaching that to the cows come home because I know him. You know him and Quinn Richardson got an agenda because they want to make it look like they had a larger run or a larger window than they actually had. That system is only built to work for a year or two years, and then after that, it got to be completely rebooted. And what you see is. The, after the first couple years, it didn't work no more. That's why you had to no, switch it again. To. Literally, the first couple years, Harden didn't play that way. Harden only been playing ISO ball Harden for the past two years. The system changed, huh? He wasn't good enough to do it. Yet. The, but the, I'm saying this: the system that Steve Nash was running under Mike D'Antoni is what Harden was running when D'Antoni first got there. The system that they're running now is not the same system. So I'm cool with him saying what he said, but he's not saying what he's saying in comparison to it being his same system. He's just saying nah, he's doing a good job running the like It's, it's not the same thing. Same, it's yeah, not the same Nantoni system. It's a different I mean, system. I mean, yeah, but you don't even like have the same players or cast of people. Like, they can't play that fast. 
they don't play fast at all, really. The Rockets play one of the slowest paces in the league. Yeah, because you play iso ball. Yeah, but also they before Harden went like, I, before Harden went iso ball crazy. They were they were a team that played with pace, and then yeah, he switched to actually, offense. Let's actually do then he switched to offense. Because I don't necessarily know how 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 fast they were playing because they because they still did have the white. What year you want to go with? You want to go yeah, with you go uh, with any year. Twenty thirteen. Any year you want to go with that Mike D'Antoni has been coaching them, with the exception of the past two years, they have never been a team to me that has played okay, they slow was, basketball. Okay, they was fifth in 2013, 2014, yeah. fifth. Yeah. Then the next year they okay second in twenty. Yeah. Then you go to ice ball. Wait, 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 real quick though. This is on the Kevin McHale. This is this is on the Kevin McHale. Okay. Um, wait, when did D'Antoni get there? D'Antoni got there. Okay, they were third in 16, 17. They were 13th in pace last year. They were, they were yeah, 13th last year. That ain't bad. Once Chris Paul got there. And then they're 26th this year, which is, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, they're 26th last year and, and 13th the year before. Okay. They were 13th the year before last and 26th. Like, like it was, it's, it's just been a different system. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't have no problem with the system. I don't. I just want Harden to win. When Harden finally wins, then you'll finally hear me say, "When do actually when Dan Tony finally wins, then you'll hear me say, you know what, the system works. But I have yet to see the system produce a championship contender or a champ. And when I say contender, I mean in the finals or I did. But see, I but see, I disagree with you on that. Ah, like, mm. like, like you can't sit it's up. It's not the same the system. That's all I'm saying. Bro, but listen, you can't sit up and tell me the Warriors are an all-time great team, and then in the same breath say, "Oh, this system doesn't work because it didn't beat the Warriors." That don't make no sense to me. It worked. You just couldn't no, be all-time. You talking great about? Team. But like I said, we talking about two different systems, and all I'm saying is the system that Steve Nash was talking about is the new system that Harden is running. Not the same system that Harden was running the first year when D'Antoni got there, which was reminiscent of the Steve Nash system. He D'Antoni realized that shit wasn't going to work. That's why he switched it up. It was like, Harder, I'm going to load the floor on the one side, and you just stand yeah, out there and dance and up. score. I think, nah, I think he switched it up because you trade for Chris Paul. And obviously, you can't play that fast with Chris Paul. Chris Paul is, what, 33 when he get there? Mm. Can't play that fast with Chris. Chris Paul ain't never played that fast. I mean, hey, they ain't playing. I mean, they, I mean, they're not playing that that fast this year. Who? The Rockets. Well, I mean, they, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, I mean. Well, well, to be fair, they are second in the league in, in in pace on there. But and also shockingly, 18th in the league right now in defensive rate. Not that they would be a little yeah, bit worse. Yeah, no, nah, they ever since that Wizards game, they've actually been much much better um, defensively. That Wizards game was a total abomination. But after that night, they've been much much better um, defensively. Like, like they've. They've been playing defense for me to say, like, yo, this could actually, like, really, really work. They've been playing, like, that type of defense. I don't think it's going to work. I don't believe in Coach – I don't believe in Mike D'Antoni's systems. I think that they are a facade that will fall apart once they if play – If it don't work with this, as far as, like, you having Russ and Harden, like, probably two of the best players in the, in the same backcourt you've ever had, then you might come to the point where you say, like, yo, I don't know if this is ever going to work. It's never going to work. I'm telling you that. Someone who watched the Suns night in and night out, even in that same knuckleheads thing, but, Steve Nash was yes, like, we just needed to crank the pace. And I'm thinking, But yes, ah. But yeah, see, even with the thing that Steve Nash was saying, it's like, yo, you never gave this team actually a chance to play again. It's like Joe Johnson, you didn't sign him back. He broke his face in the playoffs, came back for game seven. Yeah, we lost. Then you traded Quinn Richardson and let Joe Johnson go. He even said, like, like the whole issue was that when I went to the bench, we never had a backup point guard that could, like, replicate me. 
So it's like you never actually really gave that team another chance at it. You broke it up immediately because everybody was like, oh, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And the management came in and just broke it up. So I feel it. It was like you never really gave us a chance. We got hurt, and then you just traded the team away. I don't believe in the system. I know you're a Rockets believer. Small game James will be small game James. You will see. You will be disappointed again. Remember, I told you. Like, bro, you, no matter what you. Uh, now, uh, again. Remember, I told not, you not, again. Like, bro. You're a glutton for punishment. I feel you, but, bro. I feel you, but, bro. Like, no matter what you want to say about Joe Johnson, we still talk about an arguably Hall of Fame. They let that guy go. Like they let him go. Hey, hey, you, hey! You, you you're telling me that like Steve Nash ain't my favorite player. I watched all those teams religiously. I know how much they needed and they missed Joe Johnson. But I also know how much Mike D'Antoni's system is not built for the playoffs, and it's not about the regular season. His systems are great for the regular season because you know nobody's game planning you for two weeks straight. When you get game plan for two weeks straight, it's not the same thing. That's the problem with the system. But see, that's the I problem with that see, system. But see, no, nah, see, even I disagree with that. Like, 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 with Nash said, like, yo, we try to slow our face down and play like the Spurs. We can't play like the Spurs. And also, you gotta think, Amari had like what the Michael Franks and knee surgery. Like, they also ran into a lot of injuries as well that that you know, like, kind of hindered that run. I'm not gonna blame injuries on that run though. That, gee, injuries didn't Amari, ruin that run. Gee, Gee, Amari had that injury. Then, like, the Steve Nash get knocked, get knocked in um, to the thing the year when they probably had their best shot after that. Like, bro, it was more than just that like, the system didn't work. Yeah, but, it, 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 the, well, uh, yes, but they also lost. Uh, they lost that series 4-1. to one. It wasn't like the series no, went seven games. It was, no, the series versus no, the Spurs, they lost 4-1. 4-2. 4-1. 4-1. 4-2. 4-2. 4-2. 4-2. Just look this up earlier. 4-2. 4-2. 4-2. They lost in game six. Because I think that happened in game four. And he was spending game five and came back game six. And they lost series. Is that, what was that, 2005? 07. Okay. That was, uh, oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. I'm thinking of, I was thinking of 05. My bad, not 07. I was thinking of 05. But anyways, moving on from that. Actually, no, I don't. The year he was talking about, the first year he was there was 05. That's not what he was talking about when he, wait. That yeah, was 05. But, yeah, but that's when Joe Johnson had his face broke and and only played in the closeout game. Yeah, but that's also when that whole stanchion stuff happened, ain't no, it? No, it's not. That's 07, bro. Joe Johnson was not on that team. That was that was that was 07. Cause okay. remember, I think back then that was when the division winners were were, were automatically the like top three seeds in the uh, conference. And I think they only met in the second round because like of some weird stuff. Oh, yeah, because they lost to the Mad. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, never yeah. mind. Okay, I was thinking yeah. about the one in 05. My bad. I was thinking about the series in 05. But, anyways, moving on, let's go ahead and hop into the next topic. The Heat beat the Cavaliers. The Cavs continue to lose game. games. What are your thoughts on uh, this game, and why are you still punishing yourself watching Cleveland Cavaliers um, games? Nah, I mean, the Cavs, like, they actually played well in the second half. I think they were just down a little bit too far to actually come back and, you know, win the basketball game. Um, Sexton has to Sexton without the chucking. Garland has to be better. Um, but as far as the Heat go, I mean, I I I think the one thing the Heat will struggle with um, is in the playoffs when they when they need a bucket getter. I don't know if they'll be able to have that bucket. I don't know if Jimmy is necessarily that guy. I think you Hero is probably that guy, but I don't know if he could be that guy immediately. Um, but the Heat got a damn good basketball team, man. Like a damn good basketball team, top to bottom, is very, very solid. Um, like I said, I watched that game. Kendrick Nunn was going off. I was thoroughly impressed with what I saw. Bam Adebayo is one of the most versatile centers in the league. 
Myers Leonard, I think, is leading the league at three point percentage. They have a damn good basketball team, man. Like and 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 like I said, the Heat, the Heat can win fifty games, bro. And they and, and they and, and they can make a conference finals run. Like there is no team that I'm convinced that they couldn't beat in the East right now. There's no team I'm convinced that there's no way that like they could beat them. Even a team like the Sixers, I'm not convinced the Sixers can just beat them right now. I can't agree with that one, but. I think it remains to be seen. I think that we will see when that time comes. Um, obviously, this game is not, you know, it's not, it doesn't really matter for the Heat. It was a, it's a good game. It was, a, it was, it was one of them pencil in wins as long as they decided to come in and, and play like they meant it. And with, uh, you know, no, Pat Rock and with, the, no, with the Heat team, quick. you never really see them come out with with no effort. But you no, don't. I even think Shout this cast team. Shout out to Dion. But no, I even think this cast team has an outside chance to be the AC. I really think they do. I think that as long as they don't get hurt, I think they have an outside chance to be the AC. But when they come in and play hard every night, they got veterans. I think if I'm not mistaken, they lead the league in rebounding or are close to it. They average a lot of rebounds a game because you have Kevin Love and Trisha Thompson, who I think are both in the um, top 20 in um, rebounds. Colin Sexton, he at least uses his speed, and he plays hard and competes every night. So the fact that he's going to keep coming at you, you have to at least guard him. I think Kevin Porter Jr. still ain't missed a free throw. Um, I, would, I would like to see Jetty be better on – uh, catch and shoot threes. He's still not He's not good. He's not good. No, 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 no. He's listen. not good. No, he man, is. Like, eight points no. per game this year. You talk about that man's yeah, gonna be the messiah the or something. He, yeah, but the reason he has eight points per game is because you have more people that shoot the ball. Like you got Jordan there. You got Kevin Love, who's actually there this season now, who's taking up shots. Tristan Thompson is actually much, much better. Tristan Thompson has improved offensively every single year. Like if the Cavs were a good basketball team, Tristan might be in an All Star conversation if the Cavs were a good basketball team. I really think this Cavs team, barring injury, barring, like, nobody gets hurt. you and Khloe Kardashian believe Tristan Thompson got all-star. Look at his numbers. Year. I'm dead serious. Like, like, bro, if he was putting up these numbers on, like, the Celtics, he would literally be in contention for all-star spot at center. Look at his numbers, bro. He's having a really, really good season. Like, I didn't say he was having all-star. a bad season, but Tristan Thompson and the all-star uh, don't match. He's having a really good season. But, again, like, I think this team, barring injury, has an outside chance to make the AC a outside chance barring injury if everybody can stay healthy. I like the way this team goes out there and competes every night. Yeah, 16-11 at All-Star. I'm going to keep it a, a, a thou while with you. What you mean, bro? It's not all Corporate Horford got in for less. Rudy Gobert was the defensive player of the year last year and did not make it to the All-Star. He game. plays in the Western Conference. We talking about the Eastern yeah, Conference. Yeah, and Horford's Literally. A- Literally, if, yeah, literally, but if, Horford was also giving you like four to five assists while doing that. But he wasn't giving you eleven boards. And he, he was, and he, he was, was shooting like threes. And he could shoot, huh? And he could shoot. I don't care. And you he can run a play you, for him at the end of the game. Listen, he wasn't giving you sixteen points, and he wasn't giving give you eleven boards. Period. Like if he plays, if he puts that up on a good team, those are all star numbers. People have been in for less. Ray Hibbert was in the All Star game for less. Many people have been in the All Star game for less than sixteen and eleven. Those are very solid numbers. Not enough in not enough in today's day and age. I'm gonna keep if it he was that doing way. that on the Celtics, he might be All Star. No. Uh, so, anyways, moving on. Do the Nets need a trade? They obviously they lost tonight to the Denver Nuggets. Um, unfortunately, they lost another game pretty much where they lost the game in the fourth quarter. Um, they don't look good defensively. They don't look like they can stop a soul. And Kyrie looks I mean, like he's still struggling what, to 
find his footing what, as the leader of this team. But go ahead. I think what happened today was there was a play in which like they were rolling. And Garrett Temple took an elbow to the face, had to lead the game for like basically two quarters, and everything started to kind of collapse from that. I mean, you know, with Levert being out, he's probably their best perimeter defender. Um, and I think that he did a lot for this team when he was in the game. Like he was knocking down open shots. He was keeping the ball moving, making some of those hustle plays. And you already like you already down KD. You already down Levert. When you start missing like what three people now, that's three rotation bodies that you got out now. So now Joe Harris got to play better defense. Now Dinwiddie got to play, you know, um, better defense. Um, I think that actually Garrett Temple going out, especially in the game against the Nets, when they're pretty, when they're guard oriented or like you know, like even Will Byron, I'm mostly consider them a guard. I don't really consider them a real forward. I think Garrett Temple being out in this game for the time that he was out really, really hurt this team. Like if you go back and watch, they were up, I think twelve. Gary Harris hits Temple with the elbows and the, he got to with the stitches. Then that's when the lead started, started to um, collapse. So I think that Gary Temple being out in this game actually really had a huge effect on them. Um, couple things. I mean, DJ doesn't look the same at all. He's not as bouncy as he once used to be. Um, I think he still does, like, smart, better things every now and then, but he's just not as bouncy as he used to be. Even, like, I see him sometimes. He's not. He doesn't dominate the glass the way he used to dominate the glass. Yeah, I love you know, rebounds tonight, but I feel you. Yeah, but look at how many offensive rebounds the um the, the um Nuggets had, especially in like the second half. Uh, Nuggets had fourteen offensive rebounds in total. I don't know how many they had in the second half. It doesn't. How many did the um Nets have? Nets had seven. Exactly. That's where the game was won. Second, other possessions. Now they do have a rookie who I actually do like. I think his name is Claxton. Uh, he comes off the bench. He's actually really, really bouncy. He's a guy that I think that, that like they should put some stock into. He's bouncy. He can, you know, shoot a three. I think they should put some stock into him. As far as do they need to trade, maybe. For but who? I think if you're the Nets. They huh? have nothing to trade. Oh, you got a point there. What are you trading me? Who are you trading me? Some scraps? You got a point. They better pray for Kevin Durant to come back, or they might not make the playoffs. Like I told you, they don't need. They don't. Kyrie they don't did Kevin not look back. good today. Um, he was dealing with a shoulder issue. He was probably to play. And they, he and, with a shoulder and they better issue. hope he stay healthy because he's a guy that's always hurt. They better hope he I mean, stay healthy. With Karis Levert going down for what four to six weeks, Kyrie got to stay healthy. He's got to be able to endure this entire NBA season. Kevin Durant is not walking through that door anytime, probably within the next six months. Um, so Kyrie's got to just be better, man. I, I I still am failing to see him make winning plays when it's winning time. Not saying that he's a bad player or a bad leader. He's just not making the winning plays that you need for you to win the game and propel them forward. And if I can slander Donovan Mitchell for not doing that, Kyrie Irving can get the same amount of slander regardless of the points that he's putting up. I'm not seeing him win games. And you told me he was a closer. He ain't been closing. He really ain't. The last six minutes of the game should be Kyrie time. I I, I see it, but then we still don't win the game. So I, they got to figure something it's, out. It's, but it's 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 nothing to do with Kyrie's offense. It's everything to do with their defense. Like they can't guard a soul. And even today they was getting abused on the offensive glass. Tonight so you, it wasn't. Tonight it wasn't. You can't rebound. It don't matter how many points anybody scores. Tonight it wasn't, huh? but tonight it wasn't. But they have seven losses, and four of them have been lost at the end of those games because Kyrie hasn't executed the way that they have. That's a difference between yeah, being a playoff no, team they, and no, being a team that you talking that we talking about. Need to make trades. 
But see, I disagree with you on that because in all these games, there were moments before Kyrie even got to those moments that we shouldn't even been in the winning time moments. For instance, the, the first game of the season when Jerry Allen missed two free throws, we shouldn't so be that what? in the so violation. So what? This is what it feel right. like. You want to be the guy. This is what it feel like to be the guy. That's the, I am I wrong? Like that. This is what I mean, it feel like to be the guy. You no, get the, you get criticized and you get scrutinized and you supposed to help pull him through. But you this are. is why we have a difference of opinion. Even like the Grizzlies game, when when Jay Carter hits the three, yeah, he, he had a play before. Then when he misses a free throw, that would have put it up. Free. Yeah, but what he about? Yeah, back. but what about when he got his shit smacked by John Morant? He did. That's fair. That's fair. That happened. We not even getting that to that if he don't get his shit smacked by John Morant. That happened. No, no, no. Like no, like that would be like down the stretch. Like yeah, okay, that's fair. But then even in that moment, like yeah, yeah, you want to blame Kyrie for the loss? The man missed the free throw. That could have put the lead up three. He not the leader of the team. You are. It don't matter. You it's, are. It's, it doesn't that's, matter. It's a full team that's game. That's the role. It's a, well, like, shout out to Uncle Ben. Shout out to Uncle Ben from the amazing Spider-Man comic books. As he once said, with great power comes great responsibility. Kyrie, with great power comes great responsibility. So the burden of the losses falls on you the same way if the Lakers start struggling. We're not going to look at AD I mean, and start pointing fingers. We're going to point fingers at Big Bron. Period. Y'all are, y'all are. Everybody is. The whole Everybody. If the Lakers start no, losing no, and LeBron start no, playing no, bad, no. you're going to start pointing fingers at LeBron. You're lying to me. Y'all are. I'm not. Y'all are. I'm not. Okay. Who you blaming It depends, on, it depends on how they lose in the game. Right. It, like, bro, it depends on how they lose in the game. If they like, lose him because LeBron ain't execute the late, then guess what? He deserved the same amount of criticism Kyrie got. More, you want to be the leader? You telling me Kyrie? You told me Kyrie better than Steph. Kyrie better than Steph. Kyrie about to show Steph Curry, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Kyrie team got two more. Kyrie team got two more wins than Steph Curry team got. Did you did you did you see when Steph was on the court? They wouldn't get blown out by 30. Steph they get blown out by 30 this season. Did, his team get, I, did you hear what I said? His team got two more wins than Steph Curry team got. And listen to what I'm saying. I don't want to hear. And, them lo- and, look, and look, and look, and look, and them losses, we talking about a ball bounce this way or that way, cool. We talking about a ball bounce this way or that way, and a man losing by 30 points. So what? So what? It don't matter. So it don't, it don't matter how many points you we lose by. What matters is what you see in a win-loss column and what you see at the end of the game. Did yes, you lose or did you win? You did you lose or did you, you win? It don't matter that Luka Doncic threw a great pass to Dwight Powell to tap the ball into the game. How you lose the game. No, How you lose nah. the game defines a whole lot. No, How it don't. That's a lie. If we lose on the buzzer if we got smoked out there by 30, and it, and, nah. and it don't look like we can't even compete on the NBA level. How you lose the game means a whole lot. Nah. Nah. Yeah, nah. yeah, exactly. And the way Kyrie been losing is worse. I'd rather get blown out when I'm playing with a bunch of rookies that I know we got to get it together yeah, than to go to a team that made the playoffs last year and with, with pretty much good health. Across the board, with the exception of KD, which we knew he wasn't going to play anyways, and you go out and you throw up stinker after stinker after stinker after stinker after stinker when you went and you went to the Celtics and y'all did good. But the Celtics look better without you. And you're losing. I mean, but. And you're losing. And you're losing, Kyrie. And you're losing, Kyrie. I hate when you say that because. No, but look, I hate when you say that. Choking. Corporate ain't there. Horford ain't there. Morris ain't there. You got mad people who left the team and going ahead with his back playing at a level that you had never seen going ahead with play at ever before. I don't give a damn what you say. Even even when he was in Utah, he was not this playing that way. Before, He's not stop, playing as good as he was in stop, Utah. Stop, stop, stop. Before he got hurt, you had never seen going ahead with play this. I guarantee you his percentage is even better than, than what they've ever been. Before he got hurt, the man was out there shooting 55% from the field, 40, 40, 43% from three. 
Listen, I'm just saying he was on pace. Not granted, it has to continue, but he was on pace to have the best season of his career. Also, with seven boards and four rebounds. The same thing you said in eight games. You talking about Luca, the best player in the world, all fucking eight games. So what we doing? He's still the best player in the world. I was telling you that last year. What I tell you that last year? Was I telling you he was no, one of the best players? I I didn't tell you he was top twenty in the league last year. Lie to me. Lie to me and tell. I didn't tell you he was top twenty in the league last year. You're lying. Listen. You're lying. I told you he was top twenty. I told you he deserved to be an all star. That's a goddamn lie. Stop lying to me on the stop lying on me on the internet. That's a lie. Go back, somebody. Go back. Find the footage. Google that shit. Find that footage and pull that up, and I guarantee you, you're going to see some footage of me saying Luka Doncic is top 20 in the league, and he deserves to be an all-star. Top 20 and top 5 is two different conversations. It's a year later. What you mean? Gordon Hayward was averaging 23 when he was healthy back then. 23, 7, and like 4. What are you talking about? He was averaging like 18 this year. Gordon Hayward never averaged no 23, 7, and 4. You trying to lie to me? The highest we ever had was 21, 4, and 5. What, he, what was he season, averaging this year? This season. 18. Granted, granted, no, look, no, look, granted, but see, look, the reason the average is down is because he broke his hand mid-game. So, really, the man averaging 20, and look, even if you want to go with 18, 18, 18.9, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, shooting 55% from the field, 43% from three, and 84% from the, from the line. He was on pace to have the best season of his career, period. I can't agree with that. On top of that. We got. I would minute. have to see. Hold on, stop, stop, stop. In the last minute, the year you talking about in his All Star year, he gave you twenty one in thirty four minutes. This year in thirty one minutes, eighteen point nine. With the being the main option on the team, being the main option on the team with no score, he wasn't the main option on that damn team this year. You're lying. No, he not. Kemba Walker and Tatum is before him. Stop lying. Stop telling fibs on the internet. Stop lying. Tatum being before him. And actually, and hold on, wait, on Boston, I don't think they have a main option. I think it's by committee. I think him, t- and look, I-, I think it's him, Tatum, and Kemba Walker all by committee. I don't think they have a main option. I really don't. With the way they move the ball and set the ball, I, I, don't, I don't think they have a main they option. Eliminated really in the, then they getting eliminated in the second round. Period. Who? The, uh, the Celtics. They might. A team, without a, sec- uh, a team without a main option ain't a contender. Period. But see, Same I reason why the Nuggets ain't a contender. But see, here go the thing with the um uh, uh Celtics. Like they still have guys that like if I need a bucket, I trust people way over the what I do Nuggets. Uh, I trust Kimba. I trust Hayward. And you I trust, trust Kimba. Kimba? What have you seen from Kimba? What have you seen him win? What have you seen him accomplish? What does that mean? What have you what seen him mean? do in the playoffs? What have you seen him do any at any point in order to what do you mean? What does that mean? You, I'm talking about somebody listen, I'm talking about somebody who can manufacture and create their own bucket. You told me you told me Jokic can do that. Make up your mind. One guy. One guy. The the Celtics got three of them. They got they got two of them. They got Kemba Walker and they got Tatum. Hayward cannot so create Hayward a make. No. Hayward. No. Really? No. Hayward can't get his own bucket. Not anymore. I don't think okay. he can. Not anymore. You're you not you're not you're not giving him the ball at the end of the games to manufacture you a bucket. Not anymore. You're lying. No, you're not. The, you're giving the ball to Kemba Walker or Jason Tatum. With the listen. With the season that he was having, yes, you could. Now, granted, he got to come back from the injury, which sucks like that. Really, really sucks for everybody. But he was just having to get one of the best seasons of his career so far. He was having a great year, but like I said, he's, he's having, not, no, 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 not, not, not one of the best, the best season of his career so far. 
Arguably the best player on the team this year. I'm not upset with that. But this is not the best year of Gordon Hayward's career. Anybody? No, it's not, bro. Just because he had a smooth eight games as the third option or the tertiary option on a team, on a team, on a on a on a team in a pop like system in which he's never gonna really get the real opportunity to do what you need him to do anyway. Versus before, Gee. when there was nobody on the team that could score, he was playing. It, it was no, literally him and George Hill were the main options on offense. It was him and George Hill. 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 Kimball Walker giving you more than that. Jason Tatum giving you more than that. What are you talking about? He ain't the. He's not the main option on this team. He's having a good year. He was having a better year when he was the guy. Every night when you had the game plan for Gordon Hayward being the number one guy, that's when he was the best. Not now when he's the the, the, the third, fourth, fifth option on the team. He's not the third, fourth, fifth option. That's disrespectful to say. Again, he's a third or fourth option on this team. He's not the first option. And look, and also when the ball ain't touching your hands every time, that also makes it more difficult. Yeah, he's still he's still he's still he's still getting his shots. He's still getting his shots. He's taking a couple less shots, but he's still getting his shots. Exactly. This is why I think it's his best season of his career. Especially when you add in the like granted, granted, it had to continue. But when you add in the efficiency, fifty-five percent from the field, forty forty forty-three percent from three, giving you seven boards, which he's never done before, and four assists, which is his highest, which is higher than what he even averaged when he was an all-star. Like I said, and giving you, ain't nobody and, even game plan for that man yet. I disagree with. Ain't nobody game plan. He didn't look this way last year. You was when coming into this year, you were thinking playing that man a whole different way. He started playing good again. You like, oh shit, he back. We got a, we got, got a game we got a regame plan for him again. And you got a game plan for him now. So again, like yes, I think Hayward was on. Now granted, it had to continue, but he, he was on, on pace to have the best year of his career by far. And All right. he was still only twenty nine years old. Well, anyways, this has been the final, um, you know, of uh, uh, you know, uh, segment on, uh, you know, two for one. We're gonna go ahead. We're gonna hop into the final thoughts of this episode. Um, as we head into this weekend, um, obviously you will be covering the Clippers versus Hawks game, Paul George's first game in Los Angeles um, this weekend. What are your thoughts? Um, just kind of on the NBA as we head into the weekend. Any things? That surprised you so far? Anything you're looking forward to? Any final thoughts? No, I'm just excited to see what the season um, is going to keep going. Um, you know, I hope everybody can stay healthy. Um, you know, I hope that we don't see any more serious injuries. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to see what the season um, is um, going from here. Yeah, for me, um, you know, this um, the Spurs play the Blazers. I believe it is on uh, on Saturday. I believe it is. Um, so I don't think Melo will play that game. And then the game after that, obviously, is Houston on Monday. Um, I'm going to be very, very interested to just kind of see what happens with the Trailblazers because the bad part for the Trailblazers is it doesn't really get any easier from here because you play San Antonio, Houston, then the Pelicans, then the Bucks, then Cleveland and Chicago, OKC, Chicago. Okay, those four games maybe, but then by even at that point, if you lose to the Spurs, you lose to Houston, you lose to the Bucks. You um that's eleven losses right there. And even if you went, you know, be Chicago, Oklahoma City, Chicago again, Cleveland, um, and the Pelicans, you're still sub five hundred heading headed basically heading into December. And your first game in December is against the Clippers. Then you play the Kings who play well. Then you play the um um the Lakers. Then you play the Thunder. Then the Knicks. I think they then could then beat the Lakers. So I think it's gonna be 
I think these next two weeks for the Portland Trailblazers will define if they make the playoffs or not. If they go into December with a sub-500 record, I think that it might be a wrap for them because I think that other teams are going to start to pull away from the rest of the pack. You know, everybody's kind of still close in there because there's not that many games. I foresee that, you know, the, the, the rest of the pack starting to spread out and then we're starting to see more room over the next three weeks. And if the Portland Trailblazers go into December with a sub 500 record, it's going to be some very, very dark times in Portland. And at least Melo will be able to play for the rest of the year. His contract is not fully guaranteed yet. Won't be guaranteed until January 17th. I'm sorry, 14th. So Melo still has about 60 days worth. You got to move your hand. Melo still has about 60 days worth of a uh, uh, plan um, to do before he is officially guaranteed for the full season. I hope the Trailblazers can turn around because I want to see Melo in the playoffs one last time. Um, I hope Melo treats this like uh, his one last dance because it is. Um, do all the jersey swaps you can get uh, right now, Melo. Um, wave goodbye at some of them um, crowds for the last time because this is your last dance. Enjoy it. I'm going to do my best not to say anything slanderous about you. Uh, you know what? Actually, my promise to you, Melo, is for the rest of this year of, of, uh, of 2019, we will not name another podcast episode about you in any slanderous shape or form. That is my promise to you, Carmelo Anthony. But boy, oh boy, when January 1st hit, if you playing trash... Mellow! But anyways, that's been it for me. Um, I want to go ahead and really quickly hop into my um, stat of the night. My stat of the night, stat of the day, as um, actually we are kind of, you know, seeing a, um, a different style of scoring output from teams and things of that sort through the first couple weeks of this NBA season. We are seeing guys propel themselves and take themselves, um, you know, you know, to new heights this year. Um, and I really wanted to personally point out um, the usage rate this uh, you know season. So far through 11-12 games, there are three players in the NBA with a usage rate above 35% currently right now. The league leader is James Harden with 39.4%. Kawhi Leonard is second at 35.7%. Trey Young, Ice Trader Gang is at 35.5%. Those are the three guys. And then right below him, you have Kyrie Irving at 33.5%. And Giannis Antetokounmpo at 33.4%. So as you can see, a lot of the guys that are the big scorers and, the, and a lot of these guys that are putting up big numbers in the NBA are holding the ball as they rightfully should be because they're putting up the numbers. And, a lot, and all five of these guys, I believe, are in the top 15 in PER this year. So it's not as if they're just holding the ball and not playing efficiently. Uh, I think that this is, you know, offensively for the NBA, I think this has the potential to be one of those kind of years where we could probably see about three people averaging, if not 30, at least over 29, damn near 30. Um, but anyways, this has been a two-for-one show. Pavi, thank you for joining me tonight live via Skype. Go ahead, talk to the people, let them know where they can find you at, um, and I'll get up with you um, tomorrow on two-for-one show. As always, man, follow me on Twitter at PaviWord, P-V-Y-Word, all one word. Make sure you guys check out Pavi.com. Um, make sure you go check out the new episode of Pavi Displaying. Uh, I talk about self-worth. Um, so make sure y'all go check that out. Yes, make sure you go and you check out Pavverbs Explained. Also, I am now starting to put these two-for-one podcasts up. I'm sorry, these two-for-one shows up as a podcast. So if you're subscribed to Hoops and Brews, H&B Media on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
um, you know, uh, SoundCloud, iHeartMedia, we are e- Dash Radio. We are every single where you can find podcasts. Make sure you go and you find us. You subscribe. Also, make sure that you drop a like on this video. This, you know, this episode will go up as a podcast tomorrow morning. Shout out to all of the fans. If you're watching this right now, drop a like on the video. If you're watching it right now, drop a like on the video. Pavi, thank you for joining me on the Two for One Show. I will get up with you later, bro. Peace out to you. And to the fans, thank you. I appreciate you all. You all are amazing. I will get up with you all on the next episode of the Two for One Show. I will most likely be doing it tomorrow if I do not have any plans. I plan on watching the NBA action as everything unfolds. We will be covering Clippers versus Hawks this week. We will try to cover the Clippers game on Monday as well. Um, So we will see. And thank you all for continuing to watch the content. As always, you watching the content helps us be who we are. You help keep the lights on. You help keep the internet uh, 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 paid. You help keep the TubeBuddy account going. You help keep everything that goes on. So make sure that you continue to help us out by going and subscribing to our Patreon. Okay? Do that. Patreon.com slash HNB. Go subscribe right now. What you can do is you can donate any amount of money or you can subscribe with any amount of money. And what it does is it opens you up to amazing perks, um, you know, that include me and myself, um, as well as Pavi. We'll take you to a Clippers game, um, sit with you, talk with you. You can, you know, join one of our shows a couple times a month. All of the profits from our Patreon goes towards helping us to create better and better content. So shout out to everybody out there watching Two for One Show. I appreciate you guys. I will get up with you tomorrow. And until next time, it's been your boy TPJ. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at RealTPJ. That's R-E-E-L-T-P-J. It's a film joke. If you don't get it, you damn dummy. And I will holler at you next time. Peace out.